Hi, and welcome to our RJ podcast, Off Leash. This is the first episode of our new bi-weekly podcast for the Ryerson Review of Journalism, and this is also our first regular RJ podcast for reasons unknown to us. So that means that every two weeks we will bring you a regular podcast featuring some great stuff um, by three fabulous RJ students. Very fabulous. So fabulous. <laughs> so in the basic form of journalism, what are you going to learn? You're going to learn journalism. And we're going to learn it with you as we sit here with our guests in the next coming weeks. Mostly because this is the first podcast any of us is making, and we also need to learn how to do that. <laughs> so you'll learn while we learn. Hi. Hello. We're recording. Oh, we're recording. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Hello. Hi, Hi and Hi. welcome to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. Who's, who's saying? Who's saying it? We just came up with a name very recently, so maybe we're a little too excited about it. So it's called Off Leash, mostly because we are the watchdogs of the watchdogs. And we are running loose and exploring things for you, our audience. In a more informal way. Yes. Without our dog owners. Yes. The watch <laughs> dogs are off the leash and letting loose. It's quite exciting. Yes. Yes. Allie likes to say that it was her idea. Definitely was I not. don't think I ever said that. <laughs> I think Eternity said that. It I am not yeah. even in this right There is no consensus. <laughs> but Vivian found the title. Vivian found yeah. the title. I enjoy the title very much mm. that's and we hope that you will too so we'll leave you on that note and introduce ourselves a little bit my name is vivian fairbank i'm the senior editor of the rj my name is allison baker i am one of two multimedia editors at the rj and i am eternity martis and i am also the other multimedia editor we also have a third invisible person who is kind of contributing to our podcast, which is Tim, our professor. And um, we take into account what he's going to think of us when we talk. He's gonna, definitely going to hold us to some sort of journalistic standard, so he'll always make sure that we're in line with the RJ standards. Which are high. Very, Very high. So this is a magazine podcast, which means we're going to have a lot of meaningful discussions that are also done in a kind of soft, journalistic way. Um, but we're also going to be engaging with journalism and the journalism community. Uh, and so there will be times when we're having fun and we're laughing with our hosts, with our with each other and with our guests. But there's also going to be times where we are talking about some serious issues um, and doing some deep thinking and some critical thinking uh, amongst ourselves and our guests. We're going to have a different theme every episode and make sure that we can bring people in who can talk about um, more serious aspects of that theme, but also some fun little anecdotes that we can all make fun of. Yeah. So we have a plan for the next few weeks of uh, what we'll be offering first, and we'll go from there. Our first podcast will be two weeks from today, and it's about fact-checking. I think that a lot of it is going to be about the death of fact-checking because, as we know, Rogers just cut their fact-checking department and a lot of magazines are just hiring freelancers now. It's just not, it's an expensive thing that isn't as affordable as it used to be. Um, and we want to bring guests in who can talk about what that means for journalism, but also who can tell us a couple of funny stories um, from fact-checking. 
We're also going to be talking about terminology um, in our next podcast after fact-checking, which will talk about uh, language surrounding trans issues and sexual assault. And so we'll have some fabulous journalists on for that episode. And in six weeks, if I'm doing my journalism math right, um, we'll be talking about sex journalism and uh, the the industry there, the the ins and outs of reporting on sex and the different aspects of it. And uh, we'll have, again, great journalists. We can only hope. We can only <laughs> hope. And hopefully some student journalists. One of our interviews is definitely going to be with a student journalist who has been doing a lot of journalism in the sex beat and has been doing really interesting, like, interactive things with that. So it's going to be a really fun time. So why does the RRJ need a podcast? So this is a question we've been trying to figure out for a while now. Um, And since we are moving a bit towards a digital uh, magazine and putting on a bunch of online exclusives, we thought that this would be a great time to have a podcast to kind of complement the print magazine. And so there's th- the three of us right now are working on the digital aspect of the magazine um, in terms of multimedia. And so this podcast essentially is to kind of complement the videos we will have. We're going to be doing a few mean tweet videos here and there and um, some fun stuff for you guys. But Essentially, this podcast is to bring an audio side to the RJ that has not been done yet. And to make it more interactive in a way, because we won't just be shooting things out to our audience. We'll be talking to our audience and hearing what they have to say. And we want to make sure that we also have some guests who are students who can kind of bring that side of things, because usually we're never really taken as seriously as we could be. We hope to make this a combination of all of our favorite podcasts and all the the ones that are doing great journalism analysis work, just general journalism stuff. Just really want to to create a more personal experience for you, the readers and the subscribers and everybody who's listening to us right now. Also, we're going to be, of course, giving thanks where it's due to the RJ and um, talking a little bit about what we've been doing in the magazine, online, what our writers are working on. We're all working on very exciting features for the magazine. This week, for example, we have an excerpt from a video. Our own blog editor, Fatma Sayed, interviewed Mohammed Fahmi. Fahmi was in the building. He was in the, he building. Was in the building. It was very exciting. Um, so we're going to leave you with a clip of... Fatima speaking with Mohammed about his experience behind bars and about what journalism means to him. And I think it kind of speaks to our podcast and and what why we think this is an important uh, discussion to continue to have. Uh, so we'll see you. Well, hear you. You'll nope. be hearing us. You'll be in hearing two us in two, in two weeks. weeks. In the past couple of years, many independent journalists have found themselves paying a high price simply for doing their job no one more well-known than Mohamed Fahmi. A former Al Jazeera bureau chief in Cairo, Fahmi found himself convicted and imprisoned for terrorist charges. And after two years abroad, in prison, he finally came home. In an RRJ exclusive, I spoke to Fahmi about the media coverage surrounding his case. I want to ask you a question about your future as a journalist. Mm. I mean, you as a journalist are now the story. So how do you balance that out? Like, if, if now everything you do is going to be put in a spotlight because you are Mohammed Fahmi, you, you were the journalist who was convicted with terrorists in a high security prison. So moving forward, how do you, how do you deal with that? How do you balance being the story, but also being a journalist with responsibilities to impartiality, objectivity, mm. and all of that? 
Well, it's a very obviously a very thin line, but um, I do believe it's a responsibility for me to use the platform I have now and that sort of spotlight to, again, uh, highlight responsibilities of networks, governments, and fight for others. But it's very important to realize that if you've ever believed in journalism, if I ever believed in journalism, and I joined journalism to make a difference and protect others, this experience made it very clear of how important journalism is more than anything because this is what kept my plight alive when I was in solitary confinement with no uh, outing for one month, sleeping on the floor in a cold cell. And somehow through the cracks of that concrete jungle, there were snippets of news that slipped in about petitions. And I knew that there was people fighting for me outside and my plight was being covered and it wasn't just about me. So I do believe it's very, very important for me to um, reflect through you and others and who are still willing to give me the platform in discussing what's going on behind bars and other places there.